them come. This is their fate. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friend, Jalen and Josh. A lot of stuff is happening. Um, probably the biggest thing that recently just came out, and we're probably going to just talk about that because it's a lot. But um, Microsoft just crapped a bed, and I don't know who's to blame here yet, but basically all of their information over the next couple of years, there are their plans, what they're going to be doing, their video game roadmap. It is all in the Twitter sphere, ready for everyone to download and enjoy. So, we got a lot to talk about there, and we probably not get to nothing else. But that's okay, because it's a lot to unpack here. Uh, but before we get started, as usual, Jalen, Josh, tell the people how you been, what you've been up to, what you've been doing, what you've been playing. And, uh, yeah, are you having the worst day than Xbox? Tell the people. Uh, no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> and had a pretty good good week. Um, well, what did I do as far as uh, going out? Uh, not much. Um, it's been the weather's a little bit better here, better here, but uh, we still mostly been chill. Uh, just because it's a lot going on uh, mm-hmm. as far as like. You know, back to school season, so I'm I'm a little bit uh, busier with like work and uh, things like that. Um, family's doing good, everybody healthy, uh, nobody sick this week. <laughs> cool. um, but for me, I've been just mostly trying to play Starfield when I'm able to get the chance, and I also finished off uh, Armor Core Six. Uh, did all three endings. Nice, uh, nice, nice. Really good. Uh, still want to go back and want, see if I can 100% it, get all the items. Uh, I'm mostly there, but I haven't been able to like redo redo it again since I've been focusing on Starfield. And Starfield is really, really good. Uh, it's mm-hmm. very, I don't want to say immersive. Like you really get in there. And it's just the freedom that it gives you. Like, if you yeah. feel like you're rewarded for everything that you do. So, I'm just wandering around at this point. I'm at, like, level 16. Um, I don't think I'm that far in this story. Uh, I'll say that I've I've gotten a couple uh, couple powers. Mm. Uh, but that's, that's about it. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. And I guess interested to hear where you are Deontay because I know you've been playing it a lot longer uh but yeah other than that uh it's been my week I haven't tried to see his stars I see seen Jalen playing it though so I'm trying to hopefully uh, yeah we're gonna we gonna, we gonna um, put him to the fire here a little bit and see what he see what he got in regards to a a, a, a review outside of you know it's it's whatever I need I need more than yeah. that <laughs> I want to I want to hear a real a real review from this fan. So we'll see what that looks yeah, like. You, know you got like twenty hours in there on <laughs> Steam all the time. Uh, Man, I got like yeah. I probably got like ten hours again. Yeah, he gonna give me he gonna give me that. It is what it is. You know, it's a it's a game. <laughs> what can I say? I like games. <laughs> Leave it at that. Uh, but yeah, what you been doing, Josh? Me, Jalen. What you been up to? 
uh, shoot, not a whole lot for real, man. Just a uh, same old working, working out. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if I'm gonna get into another basketball league. Um, that was I had just ended last week. I'm like, man. <laughs> I'm like, man, it's hooping stuff funny, bro. But uh, hopefully it's a, the team might be a little bit better or whatever. But um, cause I'm like, why why drop 25 of our 41 points? I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nah, so I mean that um, I had, you know, I've been traveling and stuff like that. Um, I go to Puerto Rico this weekend, so we'll see how that go. Um, Puerto Rico. But other than that. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't been doing too, too much or whatever. So, um, just, you know, thinking about things in the future, all that type of stuff. Uh, as far as what I've been playing, I ain't really been playing nothing. The Steam Deck been coming in handy. I almost got my $400 worth, maybe, maybe halfway there. What's fun mm-hmm. do I say? I'm almost halfway there. Halfway there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, because, I mean, I'm, like I said, I've been, like, traveling and stuff like that. So, I've been trying to, like, utilize the Steam Deck, which is why actually spent money on CSR rather than just playing it on a uh, game pass or whatever. So um, I think I probably got about like eight to 10 hours in that mug now. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, just a real quick review. I mean, it's, I like games. Nah, just like- <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I like games. <laughs> nah, I mean, it's cool. I feel like the, uh, the leveling and like expansion as far as like, you know, what your team started doing. Um, Again, I don't know how far I am into the game or whatever. Uh, I think I seen online that it was like 25 hours or between like 20. I think it was around 25 hours, but that was on how long it beat. I feel like you always got to add like at least 20% to whatever they say because I don't yeah. know how they be beating on games as fast they be saying. And they don't. <laughs> and that's just a general playthrough. No extras, no completion is none of that. So I don't know what they be doing with that. Um, but as far as the game go. Like I said, I mean, as far as like the expand, you know, generally in these like RPG games, like turn base, you got the little simple things like, you know, you attack or whatever, you get the little simple things like the uh, skills and stuff. And your skills start developing a lot. Um, I feel like I'm like eight, 10 hours in a game. I like it. Um, I just don't feel like, and I kind of question how much skills you're going to actually get. Um, everybody's sharing experience bar. So once basically the party level up, it's like a party EXP bar um, that. Mm. Uh, I don't feel like there's a, a whole, whole lot of encounters in the game. And I always kind of feel like I need to go back to, like, the little campfire and stuff to, like, rest up and stuff because I be taking, like, a lot of damage. And like I had said before, like, the mana bar isn't super long or whatever uh, or super big. So you kind of get, like, one or two skills off and you got to charge that joint back up. So um feel like I spend a lot of time walking back and forth trying to heal up, stuff like that. Um, I had like one game over, um, so I don't got a good idea of how the game really, really handles it. Because I think I went back to like, I, I think I went back a considerable amount of distance or something like that. Um, so I think I had to like redo a boss battle or something. But uh, but I mean, overall, I like the story so far. I mean, it seemed cool. Uh, you know, it's some it's some interesting pieces to it. I'm not fully grasping the story completely, um, but it is like some plot twist that had happened and stuff. And it kind of made me want to see what happened next. Uh, Cause like a, a lot of events just recently just occurred and stuff like that. So um, overall right now, um, I will say it's kind of, as far as like the sound the music and the game and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, it's straight. Like I like the battle music and stuff like that. But like I said, I've been playing it on the go more mm-hmm. so. So I haven't been having the volume all the way up. 
Um, I could probably Bluetooth my headphones to my Steam Deck. I ain't even really try to figure out how to do that because when I'm on like the plane and stuff like that, I usually got my regular music playing. So I got Drake playing in the background or on my headphones. <laughs> And I'm over here fighting like monsters and all that type of stuff. So, you know, swan, swan, you're you the are. girl. <laughs> you're the one. You know, you fight, fighting bosses and stuff like that. So, but other than that, they got a little bit of an interactive battle system with the time, like A button. When you do certain attacks and stuff, you got to figure out one of those sweet spots is to give you a little bit more reward. Um, but other than that, I mean, I mean, it ain't cool right now. I mean, I'm still enticed by it to some capacity and stuff like that i feel like it's gonna pick up a little bit more um right now i give it like a like a seven and a half eight out of ten right now thus far so um okay. i haven't seen a lot of it but do you feel like it has a lot of like side quests and, and puzzles because i feel like whenever i see people talking about it it's like the rewards you get from the side content are kind of like big uh like doing random puzzles that give you a big reward that might I don't know if it increase your mana bar or stuff like that, but it might help out with like that also. Uh I haven't I haven't seen anything that was like a real real big side quest. I mean I've seen like other areas where you can go into a room or something and fight like enemies or something and get like a you know, it might be a piece of equipment, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's like a lot of equipment. Um I feel like it's a little lacking on like the equipment the amount of it um a simple thing that i feel like they could fix is like when some of your party members like go away like like run me my equipment back so i can put it on somebody else for the time man but so far i haven't did that or anything like that so um i do appreciate the game do let you swap out party members in the middle of battle without it actually taking a turn so um mm-hmm. and it's a little strategic with some of the well, you like I said in the last time I had, so you got to like, uh, my bad, I'm going on a tangent. But, yeah, I mean, I have to see some of the side quest stuff or whatever that you're talking about. I haven't really seen anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know it, how the, the, you know, meeting NPCs and stuff work, but I know that there are at least puzzles in the environment that usually lead to something, um, uh, something good, I guess. Okay. Well, yeah, I keep an eye on that. Um I did see somebody say something about a perfect ending or something in the game. And you got to get these things called rainbow conscious, like conch, like the magic conch. Oh, yeah. Um, uh-huh. But I don't really know much about it. And if I'm being completely honest, if I can't return to areas and go back and get them, if I don't get the perfect ending, I'll probably just look it up and then just let the game be what it is and not go back and play it. Mm. So, okay. But yeah. All right, all right. Well, I appreciate you giving, keeping us informed and keeping us engaged. Um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah, he, he played. He played. He played a game, and he, he. What can he say? He liked games, and that's that is what it is. But no, I appreciate it because um, I'm trying to think of like what I want to play on the Steam Deck because now I have to literally do the redo it because it kind of crashed on me, and I don't know if I want to wait until I just get a better the smaller ssd or just go ahead and rehash it but it was some of those things i was going to play on the piece on my steam deck you wash your all your stuff on your steam deck again yeah but it, it was trying to do the whole update and it got caught in the boot um because it had lost memory don't have enough memory to do the update so it just keep fatally it's a fatal error so i gotta reset it um but Dang. it keeps happening so that's why i'm like 
I should just probably get a bigger SSD and call it quits and stop messing around with the oh, 64 gig. 64. Yeah. It just keeps constantly happening because it runs out of space. It's not even that I'm putting games on it. It's just literally getting programs and things like that. 64 gigs is just not enough. So, um, so yeah, um, that might be my next thing. And I'm like, maybe not reset it or maybe I just not put as much as I had on it, but uh, that was the whole point. So what about your save that you still got those and that's cooked too. No, that's on the S that's on this, the, the, um, micro SD card. So I just plucked, pop that back in. It's more about the programs of just putting it back on there. Oh, okay. And obviously cloud saves and stuff like that. That's fine. Okay, too much on my, but yeah, that's the updates are getting big, and I know a lot of people talking about this most recent update. That's what this coming out three point five is gonna have a lot of big changes, but uh, it also might have a lot of bugs. So uh, yeah, careful update. Yeah, so that's something that, like I said, I was probably gonna just give it a refresh and go from there, but it's unfortunate that I kind of lose everything. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, okay. Well, me, you know, I've been playing a lot of Starfield. Um, I've been playing a ton, and as as everyone should know by now, I do really, really enjoy the game, and um, it's a lot of it's a lot of value in that game. It's a lot of it's a lot of stuff to experience that you just you're not gonna get anywhere else. But also that game is actually looks really nice it just depends on what type of hardware you're running but i ended up upgrading my pc it wasn't necessarily for starfield but that was the thing that initiated where i was like i might as well go ahead and try it because i haven't i wanted to play it at 60 fps and i didn't want to kind of um wait and then a big opportunity presented itself where it was a, a cheap very high-end card and it came with something else and from 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 like one day to the next i had a better <laughs> a much better pc that can run anything that i pretty much throw at it so um yeah that game is very pretty especially when you have everything dialed up um and, and can do so it's very much so not optimized for the pc but um like i said this the the card I have at the 7900 XT X is pretty, it's pretty strong. So, um, that's not, that's not an issue for it, but, um, that, yeah, it, it was, um, it was a no brainer to kind of switch. Um, and that's where it kind of kept leading to my next conversation about Xbox, but I was kind of contemplating selling my xbox series x because i have such a strong pc now it's like do i really need it and you know a lot of this data coming out now it kind of just proves my point that they're nothing but a pc and they have a gaming event a a platform but i don't want to i don't want to judge them too harshly because they have backwards compatibility things they have ecosystem things that work well but they're bringing that ecosystem to everything it's not like they're how you know keeping it locked down somewhere so i want to get into what this leaks and everything means to me um and go from there but 
overall i've been playing starfield i've been modding the crap out of it i've been enjoying the game i'm, I'm loving it and from my perspective now from that you know from i think i'm like 60 hours in now which is crazy to me um i haven't seen none of it <laughs> i beat the game already did new game plus and i'm starting over but i feel like it's so different not different in a sense of like the experience but my experience is much slower now my experience is more um just exploring truly exploring the planet fully like you said i when when i went to mars i just left and i never went back so i started doing the mars stuff and then i just started and then i went to aquila for a second um and then i ended up doing like the whole uh texas ranger or what, i forget what they call themselves um plot line but i'm i'm on that now mm -hmm. yeah the freedom collective uh and and then i kind of just started doing random stuff in other planets like the game is so big that i haven't touched scratched the surface on everything that i can do and um just like small mechanics and things like that so um there's definitely it's definitely a flawed game in areas but for that game to for someone to tell me that that game can't win game of the year they're crazy it can it can 100 percent win game of the year it is a simply you know how much of the bethesda uh level can you take because it can absolutely do it it's just depending on who is actually reviewing and talking about the game it's not it's a contender in my eyes simply from the value that it adds and how great it looks even with all the flaws it's just not i i can't compare it to nothing else right now so it's really tough to say like oh look at this for this but it's not like a one-to-one -one type situation anywhere so starfield to me is a, a a generational game that will that will you know changed the way some people developed and how they think about how big they want their games to be what they can do and where where we kind of start to bring in that ai technology generating worlds and on top of those worlds building it out and building these curated experiences because it just feels so vast and yeah they had a long period of time but trust me we're going to get to a point where ai is going to make that much shorter and more expansive so i feel like this is a definition of what games are going to look like where they're going to be mixing curated with generated and it's going to be something massive and beautiful to look at so that's what i see that's why i think it's a generational game where it's going to be um change and defines how stuff is looked at because of the technology behind it and how customizable in that little magic that it has to keep you in got in like um in the world so i ain't gonna keep sending sin uh singing his praises everybody know where, where it's at for me now um it's definitely a nine out of ten I, I would I couldn't give it a full 10 out of 10. I can give it a nine though for my perspective just simply because of what it does. Um, but 
if you haven't played it, you should try it. It's not like it's going to cost you that much. If you got Game Pass, um, you can even stream it, even though I, I heard that the um, <laughs> queue times are terrible um, for that. And I'm thinking that's all a lot of the Xbox One players out there that um, want to try to experience it. So, you know, that it is what it is, but um, let's get into all of this Xbox news. Let's get into the future of Xbox. Um, so, I mean, I, we can start down a list because it's, it's plenty of, I'm, I'm, I'm basically using the Verge's like timeline to kind of go through all of this stuff. So if you guys want to pull that up and follow along, so be it. But, um, Tom Warren set out something saying, just kind of linked all of the articles that they have been putting out for it. And I'm kind of going to go by one by one through the articles and kind of talk through the things that I thought about each one. So the first thing was the discless xbox series x um with a lift to wake controller i mean uh technology is great but you i i don't necessarily need me to <laughs> i don't need it to wake up when it lifts unless they're referring to like you turn it on it has a standby mode and when you lift it back up it cuts on versus like i lift up my controller and it wakes up my like uh system that just makes no sense that means i'm going to be inadvertently like every time i try to actively open up pick up something it's going to be cutting on my system so that didn't make much sense to me so i'm assuming it is the latter but let's talk about it it's called the brooklyn xbox series x refresh the most powerful xbox ever now adorably all digital and it's still in this cylinder format it says that it will deliver 4K Gen 9 console gaming with more internal storage, faster Wi-Fi using Wi-Fi 6E. It's going to have reduced power um, and it's going to have a more immersive controller. So they're going to have like an all new soft bridge to modernize the I.O., which means nothing to me. And they're going to have like a Bluetooth, a better Bluetooth radio for imp um, improved accessory experiences. They're going to have a six nanometer die uh, shrink to improve efficiencies. Um, they were talking about the USC USB-C front port. Like, you know, obviously PlayStation already had that. So I guess they're bringing that USB-C functionality to the front of the system. And it's going to be at the same price. So it's not going to be a change in the price, but you are going to get an extra terabyte in storage. My biggest concern with uh, the Xbox Series X refresh is the whole all digital part of it. I, I, it concerns me because backwards compatibility is like a huge selling factor. And yes, all those Xbox One games are available in the games that they have brung over to the backwards compatibility program are available but me you know how i went out and bought modern warfare 2 and 3 and i was able to pop it in and just play it i feel like that experience is going to get taken away from me that's the, probably the only thing that's stopping me from selling this thing right now because i don't want to lose that access to that library um but this here tells me that this digital future is is here and it's coming fast and it's probably going to be either get on board or get off in situation um and 
yeah, they got away with putting out one system digital, one system non-digital. Um, but I think the future, the next iteration is probably going to be a mostly digital console. Are you, do you, what's your guys' thoughts on digital only consoles? This is just a refresh. So there's still going to be a same, it's going to be a part of the series X lineup. You should still buy this normal series X, but this here is the two terabyte better latency, better Wi-Fi refresh that is coming out to entice more people to buy into the digital age. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, just real quick. I mean, y'all know how I feel about the digital stuff. Uh, I just, I feel like when you take away options, things become a little bit more problematic. And I mean, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily like a good investment, especially if it's taking away the option for you to go like buy a game. Like, I can't borrow this game from somebody. I can't buy this game from somebody. I can't go to GameStop and go buy buy this game. Like, I have, I have to buy it like digitally and stuff, unless I go buy like a code or something online or whatever. Then on top of that, I mean, some people might care. I mean, I guess it's a little bit dated at this point in time, but um, I just care about like ownership of your product. Um, mm -hmm. I know digital stuff, generally in a fine print, you don't own it. Um, I mean, it ain't that big of a deal for real, for real, but it's just kind of like um, when you have to have something digital, you got to download it and go through like some of those steps or whatever. Sometimes if you're having a license and stuff, they be like, all right, well, you need to connect to this or otherwise, like we can't play the game because we can't verify a license. You know, that's common with the PS4 or whatever. Um, versus if you just got the disc, you just pop that mug in there. Usually the game going to install faster or copy or whatever, how they want to do it. And so they always change the way it works. It's going to copy faster than it's going to download and stuff like that. So, um, basically all it is is necessitate the internet how much you need the internet, how much you need the internet speed and stuff like that. And it just take away a little bit less options. Like if I want to go to the hotel and have bogus internet, at least I can still go play my game. And you know what I'm saying? It's just mm -hmm. some of those things that you got to like consider. Um, sometimes you got them weird things when you got to connect, you got to go through like a little portal or gateway or something to connect to the internet. And sometimes games don't always allow that as readily because you don't have like an active browser and things like that. So they can't always connect to like public Wi-Fi. You do all that type of stuff versus if you just have the simple option and keep your disk drive, you can do both of them. You know what I mean? Like, it's that simple. Mm -hmm. I got the option to do either or. So that's how I feel about the digital age and stuff like that. I think it's convenient and stuff like that. But I think it's even more convenient if you can do those things and have that option to just use a disk. And then, I mean, let's be honest, the, the online games and stuff, they generally cost more. I mean, I know Game Pass, we having, like, some deals and all that type of stuff. But, yet yeah, I'm investing in another subscription that's not a third. So... Um, for somebody who don't want Game Pass, I know that's one what Xbox want people to do and stuff, right? I think it's a good deal, this down the third, but I'm not using a full benefit of Game Pass personally. But again, mm -hmm. if somebody just want a simple disc, got options and stuff like that, I mean, I'm always be for the disc, like so. But yeah, okay, yeah, uh, the disc is important. Um, I, I have one rebuttal for regards to like. Maybe them tightening up their on offline modes, tighten up, firming up the, if we're going to be having digital licenses for certain things, firming up the capabilities to have an offline experience um, where that is still housed and protected because what we don't want to experience is 
the lack of where or uh, the lack of understanding of how that system how that works through single player only games like why is that not a standardized thing if we're owning the we own that uh product that product should provide an offline ability if that's what that's what the game is capable of it shouldn't have that whole you have to always be online situation and those that's what kind of makes me nervous is like when i download a game and i have it of course granted no updates or anything like that i should still be able to run it no issue and uh, those types of um stipulations and requirements could hinder that um so that that's one thing i can think of that maybe like make me forget more comfortable with a more all digital age versus not uh what about you josh what you think about this discless xbox series x design yeah features whatever uh, doesn't matter yeah the console like you said it's just a refresh it's not uh, it's not gonna make me want to sell my old xbox or anything like that but yeah. it's just another branch in their plan to have devices available for every type of customer Mm-hmm. And I think that there are, you know, some people who just prefer discless uh, consoles, but still want the power instead of going for a Series S. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, when it comes to the discless stuff, I I won't say that I think that Microsoft is the the perfect choice to be leading the industry when it comes to like uh, all digital markets and stuff like that. I feel like mm-hmm. the Valve and the PC space is a lot more has given me a lot more uh, trust in that sense. But yeah, uh, that's not to say that Microsoft can't come up with some good ideas. Like I like their Play Anywhere um, thing that they started with this uh, generation, even though every game doesn't support it. But if that became a bigger um, push standard. and then you yeah. can play it, yeah, yeah, bigger standard, then that's good. Uh, so for me, I think that digital... Uh, ownership and things like that. The problems are fixable. It's just we need the industry to move in a direction to recognize that people have these concerns and we have the ability to fix it and we're going to fix it and not upcharge them. Like, as long as we can do that, then I'm okay with going digital. Because actually, I personally, I don't think I own any physical games. Like mm-hmm. All the games I buy on PC, obviously, they're all digital. And I don't buy a lot of console games. And if I do buy a game on my Xbox, it's digital as well. Part of that reason, I don't live in the U.S. So physical game options are more limited sometimes. Either they're more expensive here in Japan or they're not available or they're hard to find. So uh, or I got to order it off Amazon and wait two, three weeks to get here. So I personally just have moved over to the all digital space Mm -hmm. um but then again i also am someone who uh doesn't i guess i do sell and trade games obviously but Mm -hmm. i don't do it that often like every time i buy a new game i don't go in and trade in the old game uh usually i trade in like once a year with stuff i just have sitting around so uh i uh I'm okay with the move to it, but like I said, I want them to offer better standards when it comes to digital ownership and things like that. Uh, I do remember like before the Xbox One came out, Microsoft was the ones who were talking about having 
you know, you put a disc in your system for whatever game and it gives you the license for it to play it digitally somewhere else. Obviously, we don't have that ability yet, but I think Microsoft is thinking about uh, the digital space in that way where they want to, you know, uh, somehow tie the, the physical component to give it give you access to it later. I don't know how that will work. I don't know if they still care about that. Um, but if they're thinking in that direction, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but also my perspective when it comes to digital and, and games in general, j- games are obviously very expensive and they're very big, take up a lot of space. But uh, just like a game like Cyberpunk, I think no matter where you buy it, some stuff should just be standard across all games. Like if you buy the Xbox version of Cyberpunk, my cloud save data should be available on anywhere that I play or own cyber. Like I think regardless if it's single player or multiplayer, like that should be a standard. So I feel like going digital is if they can keep the quality of life and like the standards that I expect from the game, if that's better than what I get from just, or used to expect from a physical game, then I'm, I'm happy to move forward. It's just, it's, at that point, when it comes to digital, now you're dealing with terms and conditions, and Ubisoft does it this way, but PlayStation does it this way. So I think it's going to be uh, an uncomfortable growing period, um, but I think overall the industry is going to move to that direction fully. As yeah, I think that's the. I think that would be the case for, you know how, how much. St- you know how much is becoming more about the ai driven software upgrades than it is about the hardware itself um and like you know the you know how path tracing is coming to cyberpunk and how people are being marketed i would i prefer you know regular rasterization experience performance but i think there's a lot of that around where maybe these consoles are becoming way more expensive maybe it's just a server holding a game it's not really truly doing much computing outside of signaling you know some processes and some place laid uh elsewhere to kind of provide those types of images and that resolution and that clarity to you from elsewhere because that brings me to the controller where they're talking about uh that the ability to connect to your xbox directly to the cloud kind of like a stadia and do bluetooth 5.2 for phones so they want to have that ability to not to go from your phone to just a regular tv to your console where you have that connectivity like it will everybody wanted stadia to be good and have a physical box so if xbox can already have the physical box in the home add on a xbox application that allows you to connect to the tv like they have with already with the samsung tvs um it just provides you a better experience to be able to seamless experience from going from xbox to pc to mobile to your tv and you don't even need the physical xbox anymore so i understand where they're going i'm just not on board with the current state of digital gaming the current state of digital gaming has no incentive to me outside of 
convenience and lack of, but it, it holds no value to me. Like that is my biggest concern is the value being held for my, for my, um, for my digital product. There is no value there. That value deteriorates simply because it is only, it's only a satisfied or it's only, uh, playable by me and i'm the only one that can license and use it there is no swapping of licenses there is nothing that provides me some type of comfort when i know if i buy something i might be able to reap some type of benefit from it um so that is the only biggest concern um but overall the controller at least between but outside of that is the whole lift to wake situation um, the design is okay. I mean, it could do, it could have been better, but it doesn't look like a bad, uh, controller at all. Um, but I mean, there's, there's not much to say as long as they, it was not, was not broke. Don't fix it. You know, I think their controllers well, are phenomenal. It, it, the one thing that seemed interesting, it's not a full commitment to like the haptics that the, uh, PlayStation 5 has, but no. the, it's going to have better haptics, but it's also going to have speakers that will can work in tandem with the haptics to provide more detail or like customizable uh, feedback, mm-hmm. uh, just like the five does. So I think that's good because a lot of people, uh, no, I, I mean, nobody was expecting uh, for people to like the haptics in the PS5 so much, and, and they did a good job with it. So mm-hmm. Microsoft has to have an answer to that, and so. Uh, even if I don't get a new console, I I'll look at the new controller. Uh, mm-hmm. Personally, I pr- would prefer an elite version, but yeah. it would be cool to have a um, the better uh, haptics. Yeah, so technically they're coming out. They're supposed to be coming out with these things. Like um, I think that it's they're shooting for refresh of next September for the Series S. Xbox Series X refreshes in November of next year, and then it was supposed to have the controller come out. Um, I'm trying to think. That was late. That was June of 2024. So, yeah. I mean, those are the consoles at least, but that is not the end of it. (laughs) Uh... Moving on, a lot of this information was from Bethesda, and I'm assuming it's because they they simply had the new acquisition and they had to show off um, what they were doing within the Bethesda talks because none of it has to do with any of their other studios. Like, we still know nothing about the studios that they have already owned. Like all we got was Bethesda information, or or am I wrong in that, Josh? You haven't, I haven't seen anything outside of Bethesda, gaming wise. Of like the, the studios, leaks. yeah, like the leaks. Oh yeah, yeah. the leaks. Yeah, I literally only saw it was it was it was held to Zenimax. Like I haven't seen any leaks for like Ninja Theory. No leaks for uh, Playground Games. No leaks for uh, Compulsion. Uh, no leaks for any other other companies. Double fine, nothing. Nobody, nobody had even had a release date. It was just all Zenimax. Er, yeah, that's what I saw. So, um, 
so, so certain things yeah. came out and the, probably the biggest one for me was, um, you know, they confirmed that basically the PlayStation 5 was supposed to be the lead console for Starfield. <laughs> uh, and luckily, I guess, you know, uh, not luckily, it was more so uh, Microsoft spent the money to acquire that IP and that company in its entirety. And they made it exclusive to Xbox. Um, but there was like so much in here about their timing, what they're going to be doing next and what they're currently working on. I think there was a um, remaster. And I'm trying to remember what the remaster was for. Was it for Oblivion? Oblivion. Um, one of the Fallout game as well. Um uh... But the Oblivion remaster, I guess, is maybe yeah. the biggest one. Yeah, it was it was set for this year, I mean last year, and obviously these plans have changed. And then they had Doom Year Zero, which is supposed to be coming out it was this year as well. But that obviously changed. Um, then they had the Fallout Three remaster, and then they had a sequel to Ghost Ghostwire Tokyo, and then Dishonored Three was supposed to be in twenty twenty four. So, obviously, all this stuff got changed around. Obviously, there's way too many games to be coming out in these, like, on top of each other. So, obviously, I can understand how they have to juggle what is coming out and what they can show. Um, but this all makes sense. There's nothing that surprised me. There's nothing that came out. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, because uh, pretty much the stuff that's under wraps is still under wraps. And the stuff that we probably would have known already um, are are coming. So there were the Indiana Jones game, um, Project Crestral, Project Platinum, and then this vaguely named licensed IP game. But they don't really. Uh, it was what? Indiana Jones, the licensed oh. IP. Oh, that's Indiana Jones. Okay. So. So, yeah, they literally basically told them everything that that was going to be coming out. And um, and it gave the release schedules for that as well. My thoughts to this part of it is that all of this could be changed. I don't believe all of this information. I believe that all these games will come out. The timing of it is probably going to be significantly different than what we expect. Uh, but that's okay. Um, but it's just like, how did this happen? It just tells me that um, everybody just, <laughs> it, we're human. People make mistakes. Um, apparently, this is not the court's fault. It's apparently that Microsoft uploaded this stuff unredacted. And this is how we got it. Um, but yeah, outside of just telling y'all a timeline, I don't really have much on Zenimax or Bethesda. I don't really be checking for their games all that much. Um, I will probably end up playing Elder Scrolls 6 and I probably will end up playing the next uh, Dishonored and Doom. But I'm not, I, w I was, like I said, Starfield is just different. Um, but I never was like a big, you know, 
Bethesda fans, so this didn't do much for me because I already knew what they were going to bring to the table. It was what other people were going to bring to the table that I was really interested in, and I don't think we got any of that. I think we all were stuck to the Bethesda League. Um, but what are your thoughts on all of this information, uh, Josh or Jalen? Um, do Zenimax have a... Did that lineup look worthy of uh of eight billion? Um I no, I don't think the whole lineup so far has delivered on that because mm-hmm. they the biggest game that they bought the the companies for is like Starfield and Elder Scrolls. And Starfield is a hit, but like for the thing to fully pay off, we have to be able to expect games of this caliber or quality coming out more consistently so mm-hmm. after starfield what comes out in three or four years they say you know Elder Scrolls six and uh so i think it's going to take a little longer to see the whole thing into fruition but what i can say is i do think that microsoft is banking on the zenimax uh purchase for a while um like they all all the other purchases not to say that they aren't good studios or don't make good games but they're a lot smaller where Zenimax is like the biggest mm-hmm. um like corporation as far as employees and ips and and potential so i see them trying to fully integrate uh the Zenimax side into along with microsoft game studios like they did with starfield mm-hmm. get them the support they need uh make sure that the games that they're developing from scratch are fully utilizing what Microsoft has to offer as far as like cloud and Azure or if they're, you know, focusing on hardware and things like that. So I think that on, in a sense, that's smart on their part to like fully start developing in-house with with this pretty much big, big asset, uh, Zenimax overall. Um, mm-hmm. But it's going to take a while and not, and just like we saw with Redfall, not everything is kind of uh, going smoothly with that, and it, since it is a big acquisition and a big company, um, they might have some problems overall with like quality control over like what Zenimax had like 10, 10 studios or something like that is what they had yeah. in Bethesda software. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a while before everything is putting out the high quality. But yeah, it, if it's software and Bethesda studios. Um, I, I was gonna say arcane, but <laughs> the good part of arcane. Not oh yeah, machine games still good. I mean, they made Wolf is done. Yeah, I think they're yeah. working on so the um, the Uncharted. I mean, the Indiana Jones game, right? I think I don't remember. Yeah, I forget who worked on that. But yeah, if if they can, if what is here is all very good, then I'm happy with that. But yeah, I personally want to see. I, I didn't see anything that was like big or crazy as far as um, what's in the lineup, but that always can change. There might be something secret that uh, pops up. Yeah, yeah. I really don't care to see, to play a remaster. I mean, I mean, I'm looking for. Um, I'm I'm look I'm just looking forward to playing Starfield for a while. So I'm I'm not really looking forward to a remaster unless it's like something astonishingly beautiful like something that really kind of brings me into the world a little bit better than what it used to be 
because I heard Fallout 3 was good. I never played it. Um, but it would be something that had to truly be a re, uh, not even a re, not a remaster, but a remake. You know, that would be, that would get me involved and like interested in it, not a remaster. Yeah. If they could, I don't, I don't know how far they would push it, but if they could take what they built with the new engine for Starfield and put Oblivion in this, I mm-hmm. think that would be good. Uh, cause that game is, it was fun when I played it, but the combat, like the whole combat system needs to be redone, like all the art and stuff like that. So I think they have a lot of good games, but if they can actually utilize this new engine mm-hmm. or new version of the engine and go back and bring those games up to the same standard or, you know, uh, basic quality level, then I think that'd be, be cool. But yeah. At the end of the day, it's a remaster. I could probably play Oblivion for like two dollars somewhere, but so I want to see some effort in like the remake. Yeah. Yep. 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 No, I, I, I think, I think they got a lot to, to prove right now. But I think they are on the right foot with the Starfield launch, um, and I think that as long as we can keep getting. Uh, decent games for them it would feel truly like a, a acquisition worth the money um but the next what thing was what, uh, oh my bad what did you play any bethesda games oh like heck you know he, the 360 or something that. i feel like he he mentioned something about i could fall out or, i don't know <laughs> you saying you saying did not play any yeah any bethesda games you played before no, the only Bethesda game I played, and I don't even know if that's like a true, true, but that Bethesda game was a, a freaking dishonor. I think that's the oh, only yeah, one that, that I have played. Yeah, it's not Bethesda Studios, but that's Arcane. Uh, yeah, and okay, so Jalen might have some. Well, I don't know if you like Dishonored, <laughs> but I mean, Dishonored was cool was for what it was. I mean, it was yeah. ashy looking, but I mean, I didn't expect much from a Bethesda game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think unfortunately, Bethesda didn't hit the mark with the last three games to me. So that now that the Starfield is kind of giving them that propeller, I'm expecting a quality or level of quality from them that's probably has been in upgraded. Um, and what I'm looking forward to now is the next thing not some rehashes of what they did in the past so that is my whole thought process you know doom and doom eternal were great but they weren't rehashes they were built from the bottom up and they kind of felt that way so i'm looking forward to now those built from the bottom up situations more so than any rehashes and that that's kind of what i took from that was that there's a lot of rehash here so I just I'm I'm not looking forward to that, but I am looking forward to that next 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 thing from Bethesda because um, uh, they instill a little bit of faith in me with this Starfield. So, um, what else? What else? What else? Microsoft, uh, Phil Spencer talking about acquiring Nintendo and <laughs> what that looks like to me in my brain is crazy. Uh, is he was saying that it's a it's a long play. They're still looking at them, but this was in 2020 when they were looking to buy somebody. They were talking about 
Nintendo, and I quote, Nintendo is the prime asset for us in gaming. And that getting Nintendo would be a career moment. And I honestly believe a good move for both companies. I could not feel more... I cannot disagree more, I guess. <laughs> I just felt like, um, regardless of how I feel about Nintendo, I want them to remain their own thing. I understand that probably they, if they purchase Nintendo, Nintendo would probably still do their own thing. I just don't feel, I don't, I couldn't have separation of, of business models to that degree. Right, like I know you're a part of a company that's smart and can do things for you that you probably won't do. So, if this ecosystem, like say for instance, Nintendo was really just bought out by Microsoft, I would want them to go in there and change something. But those stipulations, if they could, if they really wanted to do anything, or if they wanted this to go through, they would have to probably be forced to kind of play by Nintendo's rules in a lot of different ways. Understand that someone else is being bought, but there is a level of impact, nostalgia, and um, and value there that they would not want to tear down in any way, shape, or form. Enhance, but not tear down. And what, what I get from Nintendo most of the time is uh, cheaper is better, more value in the in this in more value in the software than the hardware and that's like the polar opposite of what xbox does so i really didn't i really couldn't see that being a good situation for nintendo because they truly have this this innovative uh innovative mind of trying something new constantly they kind of they kind of fall within that final fantasy curse like i hate 16 but i'm when i saw rebirth at that state of play sheesh i said what the heck i said this game looks amazing and they were trying all types of goofy stuff and look adding junk in there but i was like i know this is the game for me this is built for me but I had they have to do their thing where they can make out other games and try different situations in order to get to prime real estate. And that and that's fine. I like their creative freedom. That is why, you know, we're getting a Final Fantasy 7 rebirth and we're getting final and we got Final Fantasy 16. There's there's different audiences, different things that they want to make sure that they are experiencing everywhere or are providing exp different experiences everywhere. Just same thing from the differences of 16 and 15. It's just kind of like their thing. So it's a curse and a gift. I just don't think that Nintendo on its own would still be Nintendo with Microsoft at the helm. It's just not going to work. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Nintendo being acquired by the big dog, Phil Spencer? Big Philly. Big Philly should be from Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm pretty sure you know. I think that it's um, like Phil said, it's probably the, from a business perspective, the biggest acquisition that could ever happen because they're obviously they're only three big console makers and Nintendo being the third one mm -hmm. off doing their own thing, but their market share as far as like 
profit is kind of like cornered off. Mm -hmm. uh, so them buying over 30 years of IPs, having that would be, uh, I don't know how Sony could ever repeat at that point as far as like revenue. Microsoft would be so big and that probably should be a merger that should should be stopped by the FTC. <laughs> um, they gonna just botch it, man. They always mess up, bro. <laughs> Uh, that being said, it, it would make sense just because like Nintendo has thousands of games on every system and they got a bunch of different versions of those games and so just having that back catalog to remaster or put on Game Pass or sell that would be cool and personally it would fix a lot of issues that I think that people has with, have with Nintendo because it's mostly leaning on the software, not 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 software, the the hardware, and like back end stuff that people have issues with, like backwards mm -hmm. compatibility and like having access to uh, classic games and cloud saves. Like we slowly are getting these things, but having Microsoft backing that obviously will fix that. Like we won't have to worry about laggy uh, Mario Kart Six anymore, or laggy Smash, or you want to play Pokemon on a modern system? Uh, you can, you can buy all of them on uh, your system. Like that would be cool. You heard about that? Um, you heard about the thousand year door? <laughs> that that mug uh, get remastered uh, for Jalen. Sixty dollars, oh, yeah. please. <laughs> you know, like, uh, th I guess it's supposed to have some differences, but I'm sorry, I went on a tangent. Go ahead, I'm, I'm derailing us. No, yeah. Jalen having the option to play the GameCube <laughs> version or buy the brand new remaster of Mario Thousand Year Door, that would be cool. And in a future that probably won't exist, Nintendo doesn't want you to freely be able to buy their games because they want to control how you engage with their system. Yeah. Uh, that being said, like overall, I don't think that it should happen or it would be probably the best for Nintendo because beyond the business decisions that Nintendo makes, they are smart in the sense that them having full access from day one to their own hardware, meaning they can plan around it. They're, they could be a little more innovative when they do have some, uh, some good ideas. Like, I don't think that Breath of the Wild would have came out the way that it did if they weren't the ones developing it from the ground up with the hardware and the software at the same time. So, um, you know, them taking taking them out of their element will, I think, impact how Nintendo develops games. That could be for the better or for the worse. Uh, but, you know, it, it would be a smart business decision for Microsoft. But I, there's no way in any world do I think that it would be allowed to happen. One, Nintendo doesn't want to be bought. <laughs> and two, um, I don't think that governments around the world would, like, allow that mm -hmm. no, that being I... said phil kept mentioning like they're playing the long game but they want other partnerships i do mm -hmm. think that there could be a situation that you do see more partnerships with nintendo like i don't know if that means game pass on a nintendo system but i do think that they are a little more friendly in the sense that something like that could happen whereas i, I don't think sony would ever allow uh, Game Pass streaming or anything like that on their hmm. yeah it, 
it's it's just you know I, I guess I'm still worried about that market share being totally controlled by Microsoft. It's so weird to say that you know that uh, more than half of the gaming industry is controlled by one company. It's crazy. So, um, nah, I would never be for it. I think it's a smart idea to think about, but it'll probably never happen, and for good reason. So, it's just, it's just seeing that made me like, bruh. If anybody ever had a doubt in their mind that Phil Spencer spent eighty plus a billion dollars to be second place. You have another thing coming or third place. Like I just, everybody kept saying the same thing. Oh, he, he's just, he's giving it, he's giving up. He's, he's not really trying to win. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? He is in the middle of a battle to not grow bigger. So he has to downplay everything he says. And I said, he feels a liar. Trust me. You don't spend that amount of money. To be second place. This is world domination. Level of. Tyranny. <laughs> like they're trying to. Like spin. Sony into the ground. And we all knew that. So just the fact that it's confirmed now. I mean it just tells me that I was right. Like Phil's a liar. There's no way in hell he's spending that much money. To be second place. To Sony. And all of this proves it. Even when their council came out. And Phil Spencer reacted to that. He literally said, we got the better product. We're going to be able to do this, that, and the third. We're, we're, we're going to be able to attack them head on. Um, and and I, I agreed with what that said. I think they do have the better council. But they have the better games. And it's just going to be that way until you guys start to really put out better things. Starfield is a great starting point. Forza Motorsport is a great starting point. Game Pass having lines of P. Like, I am getting so much value out of Game Pass right now. It's a little ridiculous. Like, I'm not playing anything on my Sony PlayStation right now. Because of Game Pass and the value that it is providing. So as long as they keep that up, I don't really see them having an issue. Ever. It's just the really, really determining right now whether or not they can keep that up. Um, and trust me, it ain't it ain't being led by Bethesda. It's it's being led. It's an association and a complementary of Bethesda. But don't lead with them. I think that there is plenty of them value that they add, but at the same time, there's plenty of things that they throw out that are just redfall. So, um. Phil Spencer gets real about gaming closures, talking about basically that they never really close the studio due to a P&L issue. It's almost every time a leadership leaving or um, someone's losing passion. And this was back in 2021. So that tells me a lot more than I thought about the the way they kind of run their business. I thought it was more so that P&L wasn't hitting right. Because I would think that they were closed down multitude of like Psychonauts 2, Double Fine. I'm pretty sure they didn't hit anything. They're not closing that down. It's just more so about a passion of creating and developing games, which is interesting to me of how they keep that afloat. 
But then I started to read about Game Pass and how much they truly can make a year and how much they truly can shell out per month to companies for games. It's ridiculous. Um, because that also, <laughs> uh, they were talking, they were in the talks to what give like, and, um, was it like, uh, they were in the talks, a yeah, That's like five million a month for, but how much was like 300 million up front for Jedi Survivor? Um, it was so many astronomical numbers. I was just like, wow, they really do have a lot of money, which I mean, I knew, but they generate a lot of money year uh, monthly based off of Game Pass as well. And he wasn't lying when he said that basically this is not a, this is a profit. <laughs> this is a profitable uh, model, which is great to see because that tells me that they actually have are are understanding what them. It's a lot of data behind this, but they, they understand what they need to be looking for, what they need to be paying for. Uh, slap in the face was that five million they was given to Baldur's Gate, but no, <laughs> they they basically was like, uh, y'all y'all small pennies. We give you five million and be Game Pass for day one. I wonder if those are even like still in the conversations, um, because right now it's it's like been delayed and everything. So I wonder if that is something that might be coming down the pike. Is Baldur's Gate three launching day one in Game Pass? Um, Honestly, I think Baldur's Gate 3 made all their money on the Steam. I think they made all their money on the PC. I think they might still have a lot of sales curve like during the game of the year season when people are talking about it again. But I think the big bulk of their game, like their revenue, is probably going to be through that PC version. I think right now they need to cash in on Game Pass, maybe charge a little bit more because of the availability and the hype. But that might be something to think about too. So it's just a lot, you know, um, it, there was plenty of other things and I kind of want to talk about the, um, I think, the, I think the only other thing that I kind of wanted to make sure I mentioned was, um, no, I talked about the studio closures. We talked about that Microsoft being the one that leaked it, um, not the court system. Was there anything else? I could have sworn I wanted something else. Oh, Microsoft's uh, or Phil's response. So this is what Phil had to say about um, everything being leaked. So this is his memo. If you haven't read it, I'm going to read it to you now. Team, today several documents submitted in the court proceedings related to our proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard were unintentionally disclosed. I know this is disappointing, even if many of the documents are well over a year old and our plans have evolved. I also know we all take the confidentiality of our plans and our partners information very seriously. This leak obviously is not us living up to that expectation. We will learn from what happened and be better going forward. We all put incredible amounts of passion and energy into our work. And this is never how we want that hard work to be shared with the community. That said, there's so much more to be excited about. And when we're ready, we'll share the real plans with our players. In closing, I appreciate all of 
the work that you pour into X Team Xbox to surprise and delight our players. In the days and weeks ahead, let's stay focused on what we can control. Continuing the amazing success of Starfield, the upcoming launch of the incredible and accessible Forza Motorsport, and continuing to build game services devices that millions of players can enjoy. Big Philly. <laughs> Man. The fact that he is really trying to boldface lie to us. Like, these ain't the real plans. Um, these are literally the plans. And you more than likely, <laughs> I don't know what this is, but these are actual plans. They may have changed. They may be a little different as they come out, but this is 100% your plan. And that is not good. Speculatory and speculation. And now people actually have a concrete things to look at. Um, Sony obviously can see this stuff. They even gave a breakdown of their architecture for their next gaming console in 2028. This is like uh, a company's worst nightmare. It's basically getting caught with your pants down. So I understand Phil is trying to make a spend on it, but that ain't going to work. This is literally documentation that everybody, even Sony, has access to. So, yeah. Uh, they kind of crapped a bit, but I think they'll recover. I don't think this is going to be something that they can't get past or uh, get uh, get through. I mean, it's just more so about everybody now going to be pointing at this as reality. And I don't like that. I really wish the leaks didn't come out because sometimes you have to give that, you know, mystery in order to fix things and change things around. But this kind of solidifies certain things and aspects. And maybe that's going to set an expectation in people's mind. Um, and, um, yeah, that's just not, that's unfortunate, but they get over it. It's kind of just simply the funniest, most biggest blunder I've ever seen in my life. And this is like the biggest leak in, in Xbox history for sure. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this occur from a company this big where you literally lay out your plans for the world to see. It's crazy. Uh, it's not saying that they can't do it. And honestly, this just kind of gave me a little bit more confidence and feel because a lot of this stuff, like normally when you get a lot of leaked emails, you got something bad to say about the guy. I had nothing bad to say about him. I just thought it was an unfortunate situation. And pretty much even when they had like downturn and bad situations and delays, none of this stuff showed me that feel was a, a terrible boss. It just told me that he was someone that was in the trenches. He bought a PS5, <laughs> the the Horizon bundle, and he was mm -hmm. bad about it because he didn't want to pay the extra fifty dollars. And it was just weird. Like you could tell he actually games, which is funny to me because you run a, like a a billion dollar company, but uh, not billion, but billions on billions style of company. But it's so funny to me that. He he sometimes he just take he just games like the rest of us, which is hilarious. But um but yeah. Phil is having the greatest time over there at Tokyo Game Show right now. Uh everybody kept saying he's on a plane. I was like, I don't know if he's on a plane, but I, I apparently so. They were probably traveling to Tokyo to do the uh game show. Or do the yeah, the Tokyo game show. Um is that something you going to, Josh? Or no? Um I'm not gonna have time because it starts uh, 
it's going to be like during the week. <laughs> so oh, I'm not going to okay. have time. But, uh, gotcha, gotcha. I wanted to go. Uh, I wanted to go last year and I was going to do it this year, but it's just, it doesn't work out with my work schedule. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, but okay. I mean, I, I really could talk about the Sony state of play, but I think we should just wait till next week to kind of give it a good overview of what I saw. Cause there's a lot of stuff there and honestly it wasn't that bad. I thought it was going to be bad. It wasn't that bad. Um, I didn't watch it. Good. I had to watch the replay. Have- yeah. I had to watch the replay. I was like, I was, I thought it was going to be that bad. I skipped it. And then I looked, I looked online and I said, wait a minute. They showed all new rebirth. <laughs> you get to play with Sephi. You get to play with Sephi. Like hold on, hold on. So I had to go look it up. Uh, but yeah, it was it was cool. Um, I think that plus the Resident Evil Four DLC that comes out very soon too. Um, yeah, I, I I had some stuff to look forward to for sure. So not as bad as I thought. But man, y'all can't tell me Final Fantasy VII ain't the best Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I just can't. But that giant looked amazing. I was like, "Whoa, this is a that was a great trailer." If anything to get me hyped, that was a great trailer. That one right there was a great trailer. Um, that was almost the same level of the CGI trailer for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Phantom Liberty, and it wasn't CGI. It was literally a cut of the game. The game looked really good. So, if you haven't seen it. Uh, go check it out. I think it's really dope. Um, I mean, they show Spider-Man. Yay. <laughs> nah, mm-hmm. I'm just playing. <laughs> they show Spider-Man. It looked good. Uh, but it's just it's just more Spider-Man. I, I was gonna, I'm going to play it, I guess. But I just know I'm not going to be like super enthused about it. Because I'd rather just watch the movie. I'd rather watch a movie. I don't want to play the game right now. Because the game doesn't and do much for me but they, they they are upgrading the combat system they are making it where you can switch between spider-mans they're doing a lot of good things um and insomniac is one of my favorite developers so i don't want to throw hate on them and i think i should just go ahead and play it i just know that um right now i'm looking for more of a role-playing game more than a a singular linear focus game. I'm kind of just wanting to wander off and do my own thing for a little bit. And you can do that to to a degree in that game. But I know there's like set pieces and straightforward. And right now I'm I'm in the mood to just play something a little bit more expansive. And that's, that's pretty much where I'm at. But I absolutely have the, I I have the, you know, the foresight that I'm going to definitely play that game. It's not like I'm not. It's just when when will I do it? And if I'm going to pay $70 to do it. So we'll see. But but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, anything else from you guys? Yeah, one thing about Final Fantasy. It comes out February next year. Yes. And for the first time I've ever seen it, that in the trailer they announced that it has a three-month console uh, exclusivity to PS5. So... That doesn't mean that another version is going to come out right after three months, but it's interesting that they're being very clear that it has a, only a three-month exclusivity to uh, PlayStation. 
No, I definitely think Tokyo Game Show is going to provide more information about Final Fantasy Rebirth and at the Xbox version. Like, they're going to be talking about it because I don't think Final Fantasy 16 did what they wanted it to do. I think this is driving, this is a driving factor on how fast they give out Rebirth on the other consoles and systems. Because it might hit the PC a lot faster. Um, not saying it might hit Xbox, but it might hit the PC faster. Um, but we'll see what what, what kind of happens. Um, but I, you're right. I, I didn't notice that. Um, so that's good to hear as well. Um, so we'll see. Like, I think I think they gotta they that 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 definitely can be game of the year next year for sure. It looks it looks to be shaping up to be something very special. Um, and honestly, I was not sold on these remakes, but. Um, we'll see where the story go. We'll see the combat. We'll see uh, Sephiroth in action, and um, see Zach back in Midgar. With yeah, Cloud. talking this cloud was crazy. I was like, "What is happening right now?" So, yeah, I think that I think it's gonna be a good one. Um, but I, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for sure on that. But okay, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Phantom Lear really comes out pretty soon. We get the DLC, or we get the upgrade, the updates this this week. And then next week, yes. we get um, the rest. And I'm going to be playing it on this PC, baby. Hopefully, I, obviously, I don't think I can do that much ray tracing. But I'm going to be playing it on here. I think um, mm. there's a little bit. but uh, but But yeah. I'm going to be trying out the DLSS uh, new <laughs> version that they dropped with the update. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm getting close to 60 with ray tracing. Just mm-hmm. a little more with, um, was it, path tracing? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully push it over. Yeah. No, that path tracing looks really cool. So, But, okay. All right, guys. We will talk to you guys next week. Um, there's not much else. Um, I got going on, um, so we'll be around, uh, yeah, next week, I should be still, yeah, I don't think I got anything else, I got a wedding I gotta go to this weekend, which is gonna be great, hopefully everything goes smoothly, um, this is the first wedding I've attended as an adult, interesting, outside of my own, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening as always. Appreciate you guys watching or listening. If you got to this point, you're the real OG. Check us out on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Blase, Blase, Google, you know, Pandora, if you're out there still. Um, but yeah, appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you all in the next one. Peace.